0: is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on v the Sports Betting
2: Network. Hour two of the Nightcap here on v alongside... Former Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback, Sean King. I am Tim Murray. You're wearing that Buccaneer color today a little bit.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm feeling a little championshipish. So, are you? You know, Brady got, you know, a big say, deal to go into broadcasting. So, Former
2: Buccaneer quarterback. Yeah. I'm assuming your deal with Vison was 10 years, $375 million. We're working on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Um. Well, you know, you're, you're there was money involved, I guess. Well,
1: I, if, if, if you're unsure, I'll stay for that offer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, let's bring in our next guest, who uh, is a man who's been enjoying some hockey, and uh, he will be on following the hockey action tonight. You see him every night with Scott Van Pelt uh, on uh, Sports Center. It is Stanford Steve, Steve as, uh There we go, CP3. That a baby. Let's get us that three-and-a-half point first half. Uh, Steve, what's happening, man? Uh, we appreciate you jumping on. Uh, I got to start with, uh, with a little baseball. You're, uh, you're Mets, man. Red uh, Red hot. <laughs> How you feeling? Where, where's the confidence meter at? We get the two yet?
4: No, no, absolutely not. Uh, really interested to see what comes out in the next couple of days about the Grom as they obviously shifted him in the sixty day uh, because there will be no uh, postseason or anything very uh, happy happiness wise at the end of the season if we don't get forty eight back. But like I said, optimism meter. You're a Mets fan. You it stays very, very low because you've seen it all happen. Happiness, I mean, hell, it's a ten. Uh, watching this team every night, is, it's awesome to watch. The way they've been hitting, the starting pitching they've been getting uh, is, is awesome. Carrasco looks back to the form where I was, I was pumping when they got him, along with Lindor in that trade. Uh, so no, it's been great watching every night. But uh, we do have to, you know, stay, stay level with the, with the optimism.
1: I have a lot of Mets fans. Uh, that are friends of mine, Steve, and I like to make fun of them. I'm sorry, but I'm I sorry. actually I'm with you on this. I don't know if it's completely this factor, but I just feel like Scherzer's toughness and aggressiveness aggressiveness has really rubbed off. Like they look like a legitimate World Series contender.
4: Well, I wanted to get I wanted them to get Buck Showalter as a manager. I think like three managers ago, so that was the first key. And then Scherzer was just a total, uh, you know, surprise and and fun get and you know everybody talks about how different he looks in the uniform. I think he looks great in blue and orange. Uh, but then you know what you're, and he, he's just one of the few guys left. You know, you, you know what you're getting out of Max Scherzer, and and that's what's been awesome uh, to see him go out there. You know, every fifth day, uh, Bassett was also a great get uh, from Oakland. I, I loved what he did. Uh, you know, I believe he made the All Star game last year, so um, it, uh, it, it it's been really cool to to, to watch this start to the season. Seen uh, plenty of seasons fall by the wayside before we get to this part where we May 11th. Um, so it's uh, no, it's been great watching every night. It, it really has.
2: Talking to Stanford Steve, Steve Coglin at Stanford Steve 82. Catch him later tonight after the uh, the hockey action. Minnesota and St Louis right now, mid second period. We could use a goal or.
1: Two, well, hopefully whatever Edmonton discusses at the end of the first period it starts with we can't win if we don't score
2: that is that's that's a factual statement uh we would we would like multiple goals from the Oilers but you have been and I know you Steve have are one you know even before your network got the rights you love the Stanley Cup playoffs now you're getting you know bombarded with it every night on your network so what has stood out yep. to you who is uh who is uh, high on uh, on the Stanford Steve meter when it comes to the Stanley Cup playoffs right now?
4: Well, it's, it's crazy. Like when you like in years past, it always felt like the Western Conference was more the open, you know, open ice, higher scoring games. And now, you know, you watch these. Games, I mean, tonight Toronto and Tampa Bay was the best game in the playoffs. I think it's the most important win we've seen in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think. In the NBA playoffs, we, the most important win was the Celtics last night, Keep, you know, away from a 3-1. And I think Tampa, uh, you know, losing that lead and seeing Toronto do what they did and knowing the, the past history that's been awful for Canadian teams, and most specifically the Maple Leafs tonight was just incredible. Uh, the atmosphere there and, and seeing Matthews come through in a big spot, that's what you want your superstars to, to do. And that's what I think this league is built on right now on just this huge rising trajectory of the talent and how young they are and the things they're doing. I mean, you talk to older hockey players and just, you know, what they do, uh, what they see from these young guys, it it blows their mind, which is just amazing to me. I never even put on a pair of skates. I've never attempted to, I don't want to, but I truly, truly respect the hell out of hockey players and Stanley cup playoffs is, is phenomenal. I'm dying to see what happens with these Canadian teams. Um, I, I just I thought Toronto had a brutal draw going against the defending champions. Uh, Edmonton, you know, everybody's saying they're going to win and, and having to face, you know, the Kings without Dowdy. The Flames getting taken to them for two games in a row and they coming back nice last night. So the story to me in my eyes are on the Canadian teams because, I mean, I, I, in, a, in, a, in a country where. That's their football to us, and they haven't had a team win the cup since '93. I mean, that has to be brutal for those people up there to watch everybody have success. Like, think of what they must think of your city where you guys live, you know, the last couple of years, just seeing the Knights come into the league and just start burying teams and make it to the Stanley Cup finals in year one. Like, that has to drive those people nuts up there. So uh, I'm, I'm sort of rooting for them because I, I think the world of, the, of those people as fans and in the history of it all, so, uh, but that—that—that's where I have it. I'm, you know, McDavid and and, and Matthews and these young guys and, and trying to get their teams over the hump.
1: Well, I go by Puck Stradamus on the show because even though I played football at Stanford, oh. my true passion is hockey. And what a travesty that Toronto-Tampa is not the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, what a series star He's power! Like a true Tampa you Bay talk homer. about talent. I mean, the offensive firepower on these two teams is unbelievable. Yeah. But switching gears slightly, are the Rangers not the most disappointing aspect of the playoffs so far?
4: Well, I, I going back to the Lightning here, and that and that's what I said. That's why tonight was so awesome to me. Is that's why Tampa's the champs? They blow a two row, a two goal lead, and then they tie it on the road when that place is absolutely bonkers. That that stuff doesn't happen overnight. Like you have to go through things as a team, and I just feel like, you know, whether it's COVID in the bubble, and the Rangers having some promise, and then getting rolled up in there, and then, you know, underachieving the last year, uh, I think you need that experience, and I mean, and look who they're going against. I mean, you talk about a team that's on their last ride, in the last dance, Penguins uh, the, the, the Penguins, you talk about a brutal matchup for a first round, I thought that, that had the Rangers, that hit the Rangers hard. Um, so, that that's what I think you're seeing there. It's it, 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 It's not an easy, uh, you don't find success (laughs) easily in that sport, especially in the postseason. That's why it's my favorite pro tournament. There is because of the longevity, the experience, the toughness, the adversity, all that stuff that everyone just looks past, but those teams and those players know they have to go through at some point. So that's why I just, you know, a tough draw, man. But like you look at Toronto, they don't have much experience, but like, Tonight they they come back and they do it in front of their home crowd like that's the stuff that's awesome that this sport has and that was that you know that we lost with you know Canada having having fans last year and having a whole different division for the playoffs last year like that's the stuff I'm so pumped to be able to watch every night so I'm really interested to see what the what the Rangers do man uh, it's a huge spot for the youth they have uh, I mean they're so talented when you talk about the goal scorers they have. And and Shisterkin, you know, he got hit with a couple of deflections last night, and that's what happened. You're on the road, and it just snowballs, and it gets out of control. And then, you know, the Penguins team, with all that veteran leadership, knows what to do when they when they pounce on a lead, and, and, and they're not going to give it up. So, uh, I, think, I think I think an early goal for the Rangers might be a must tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, and I'll say this: Game O-T, in my Charles Barkley voice. The Lightning are winning Game Six in Tampa. So the Maple Leafs okay. are still going to have to make sure that, you know, that cemetery spot that kind of is reserved for them after the first round of the hockey playoffs every year, <laughs> that they aren't filling it because they're going to have to win game seven back in Toronto. Uh,
4: yeah. And, <laughs> and Hey, you could be, well, you're guaranteed all you want. They, they still got to go get game six. Yeah. Uh, funny things have happened in those game six, but, uh, Around here, Tim, you know it. It's all about rocking the red. And that was oh, a brutal one. Hey, brutal. I'm watching. Brutal loss for the Caps last night.
2: Steve, we're watching it here. And of course, Sean comes in. He's like, I got a Panthers ticket. I'm like, great. Awesome. And uh, it's two to one. God, that empty netter, man. I mean,
4: oh.
0: If you dare.
2: It's, I mean, it's a game of oh, It's a game of interest. The game ends. It's over. Yeah. The series might be oh. over. And sure, sure enough, they score. And shortly thereafter, in overtime. That was brutal. Uh, that was brutal. We'll see how they come back. Hey, Steve, before we let you run, we got about a minute. Uh, we haven't had you on since uh-huh. the draft. Any, uh, you watch college football as much as us, maybe even more. Any team that really jumped at you? Prospects that you love their, their landing spot?
4: I just said it as a whole, guys, I think the AFC South is fascinating. Uh, what Tennessee did uh, as far as Malik Willis trading A.J. Brown, what the Colts did, I really liked. Not having a pick in the first uh, round and then going to get some difference makers. And then Houston, I loved a lot of those picks. And then, of course, Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville, the most important pick they made, is getting a head coach that's had to build something with a young quarterback. And that's why I'm fired up to see Doug Peterson with Lawrence there in Jacksonville. Seeing how he was in Philly, and everybody talks about all the time with Carson Wentz, how much success he had early on, that started because he protected Carson Wentz. And I think you're going to see a change in in a lot more confidence in Trevor Lawrence for Jacksonville. So my eyes are all on that ASC South. I think it's fascinating to see which way those teams go. I would have to say roster-wise right now, I
2: like the Colts. I uh, we agree. I agree. We agree with the Colts. Hey, enjoy Tulsa. Thanks Little Bird told us uh, said you're going down to Southern Hills, so have fun. It's a great city, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man.
4: Can't keep any secrets anymore, boys. I'll tell you that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the Nightcap on Send the Sports Betting Network.
2: Oh, man. Thanks again, as always, to Stanford Steve. We appreciate his uh, his insight. I know you're not a big futures better, and you don't love uh, having your money tied up for a while, Sean. Mm-hmm. I don't know when to do it, because I hear you, but I think I got to get down on the Colts to win the AFC South future. Oh, yeah, that's easy. That's light work. I mean, it's even money right now at DraftKings. Bet MGM, I'm looking at a plus 105.
1: I just don't let bet in early in football because don't. of the physicality you... right. that the guys have to go through between preseason training camp. Well, yes. think
2: about what happened last year, right? Carson Wentz gets right. hurt. Quentin Nelson got yeah. hurt. They both came back. but
1: And so if you get a ticket like that and then somebody gets banged up, yeah. Well, now you're scrambling to try, and, you know, so I just kind of wait. Yeah. I don't feel like those odds are going to change much. If everything stays status quo – You'll be able to get that. You should, yeah. Yeah, later. It's, not, then, like you're getting, it's not like they're sitting there 6-1. Yeah,
2: and the schedule yeah. comes out tomorrow, uh, yeah. or a Thursday, I should say. So we'll see how it uh, how it looks there for Indianapolis. You better get
1: that 100-1 to one on Texas, though. And what is Texas to win the uh, Big 12, by the way?
2: Those odds haven't come out. Okay, because that's you, the one I got to jump you on. You could talk me into that. Yeah. And those should come well, out. Well, the thing
1: is, if they win the Big 12, they're likely to get into the college football playoff. Nope.
2: Not if they lose to Alabama. John. How many you think they're running the table in the Big 12?
1: Yes. I think the Big 12 is down. I just didn't. Oklahoma State's top 10. No, well, I'm not a big Oklahoma State guy.
2: All right. Well, they play defense and uh, I'm not a big Sarkeesian guy. So he he look, he Sark's the man. He did his thing. He's a incredible offensive He's mind. He's the man. Yeah. called some good plays. Not as a head coach. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know how many times. We get a little I mean,
1: close to the season. I'll definitely cigar bet that one. I just,
2: I want. You well,
1: get Oklahoma State, I take Texas. Who finishes higher in the uh, final no, Big am No,
2: I'm not saying. Look, if Texas won the Big 12, I'm not disagreeing that Texas can't win But the Big you 12. sound
1: like you are disagreeing. No,
2: I'm saying they won't go undefeated.
1: I never said that.
2: Well, what? once again, my point is they're not beating Bama.
1: I didn't say they were beating Bama. I said they just can't lose bad. They're
2: not beating Bama, yeah. and they're not going undefeated in the Big 12. Well, I think they are. Well, that. There. Oh, we do have. Big oh, we guys. do. There you go. Two to one, Sean.
1: Yeah. So it's a lot of other people agree with me, too.
2: No, because they're Texas. And I'm
1: a big Dylan Gabriel fan. But I do think Oklahoma lost a lot of firepower that that left out of normal. Oh, They'll eventually replace it. But I don't think they're they're going to do it in this first year. So I'm telling you, the people know the people that know. know. that's why Texas is in there at two to one.
2: No, they're sitting at two to one because people love to bet Texas. And how many times? I sent you. Do you want me to re-go the last decade?
1: I don't think re-go is a word. I want me
2: to re-litigate what they've been. Wow, There's
1: a lot of syllables in that.
2: (laughs) Where is that text message? Let's go. uh, Let's go through the years. Here. Texas is back, folks, five and seven, seven and three, eight and five, ten and four, seven and six, five and seven, five and seven, six and seven, eight and five, nine and four, eight and five, five and seven. What's your point? I mean, that's just that's that's just a damn good football program ready to but go. It's not it's not up. a
1: lifetime achievement award. I'm projecting next year based on a completely new scenario that now exists in college football, what is let it's let these coaches that can't recruit completely off the hook. The transfer portal has led programs that would have had no chance whatsoever if they had to do it through recruiting high school kids to ever get to the level of expectation that currently exists. It's allowed them to cheat. And Texas is has taken advantage of the current climate.
2: Well, here's the thing. Alabama. That
1: kid from Wyoming can play. And they already had the kid there at receiver. And then Ijaya Hall is talented if he can, you know, keep his head. So I'm just telling you. Texas got some dudes. They do. They got a to block, too. Was, yeah. They gotta to, got to play. Defense All of this comes well. down to Quinn Yeah, He looked good in the spring game. I watched it.
2: He's a freshman. So yeah. We'll see. I'm not saying they stink. I just think, and it's a hundred to one flyer. I just think there's no chance. As as you would say, no shot. There is no shot Texas makes wins the national. You Patriots.
1: told me that about Cincinnati making it to the Final Four. You said there's no shot, and they end up there. Now, I, I didn't want them to make it because I, I, I didn't want the first non-Power 5 team to make it to not have a dynamic quarterback. And since he, Desmond, Desmond Ritter's not a dynamic quarterback. I, and, and that's what kind of burnt me up because there's so many, like, elitists in college football that are going to use this as an example. This is why they should never make it. But if UCF makes it with McKenzie Milton or South Florida makes it with Quentin Flowers, like these teams that had dynamic guys at quarterback, it's a completely different game.
2: No, it was a completely different game because Bill O'Brien said, There's no way up front, exactly what I said on yeah, the show. Yeah, you're
1: going to struggle there, but I'm and talking. Brian the, the,
2: Robinson ran for over 200 right, yards. Right. I think Cincinnati on this show, as I broke it down every single week and told you how they needed to make the playoff, and they ultimately did. Uh,
1: but I just didn't. They deserve to be in the playoffs. I didn't. I know, but I just hated that it happened with. And they're really good everywhere, except they weren't good and, at quarterback. I mean, look, you. You know I'm not Desmond Ritter fan. I
2: understand that, right. but he was also, what, the fourth quarterback selection in the NFL draft? I know,
1: and he did nothing in the playoff game, nothing. Yeah, because – Because he's not a dynamic player. They don't
2: have dynamic – They didn't it, have dynamic playmakers.
1: Yes, you don't know that because the quarterback – I'm just telling you, go watch McKenzie Milton versus Auburn. Go watch Quentin Flowers versus Debo Samuel in South Carolina. Like, when you're a non-Power 5 team – You're really
2: comparing – And I know you're the coach the staff, a six and that set – A 6-6 South Carolina team.
1: No, no, I'm just saying, like, when you have a dynamic – To
2: 12-0 – Alabama.
1: Well, Auburn was a Sugar Bowl.
2: No, I know, but you said Quinn or not Cla- the Sugar Bowl. What, what, whatever was in Atlanta against Debo Samuel.
1: Well, I'm just saying that South Carolina. I'm just like
2: Cincinnati went to Notre Dame and beat a 11 and one Notre Dame team. Yeah, barely. But they
1: beat them. What I'm saying was those UCF teams. Oh, and USF. And CSF beat teams. South Carolina. No, the but Bird they would. They would have. They would have beaten Notre Dame convincingly. Like Notre Dame would have felt like, okay, that's like a really darn good football team there. Okay, I'm just telling you. Cincinnati was great everywhere. I just didn't look the quarterback. Nine guys, they had nine guys
2: drafted. The most they did. ever by a group of five school. More than USF, more than UCF, most ever by a group of five school. Yeah. In the history of the NFL draft. And you're
1: right. With the one position that you have to have a That guy got, drafted in, right, saying, yeah, yeah, got you, drafted in the third round. You're I right. He was drafted. Just saying. He got drafted in the third round. You know I don't think Desmond Ridd is very good. I understand that. Yeah. But people in the NFL do. And in the game against Alabama, he looked out of. Whack! Yeah, like because out he of was, his element. Because he like, was
2: completely being chased down by an elite team. Oh gosh.
1: Okay. They weren't. Okay. I, am I wrong? I guarantee you, the Central Florida team with Mackenzie Milton we can't do that. and like, the USF team with Quentin Files put up at least twenty-one plus.
2: And they would have given up seventy.
1: Uh, I don't think so. Both so, teams are very good on defense too. Those teams had a lot of guys playing National Football League. I
2: understand. Cincinnati yeah. had nine drafted this year. Yeah, they're, nine. they're really good. And they had a top five player on their defense. They're really Garden. good
1: everywhere except where it really matters in that kind of game. I'm telling you. All right. Well,
2: the the beauty of this, it's like Rudy Gobert saying that he could lock down Shaq. Which Nobody believes. We'll never know.
1: Nobody believes. And
2: that's that. why I love. Nobody working. believes. That's that. why I love working here because we don't live in the what if world. We live in hey, let's bet this game and we'll find out a result. We don't play in the hypotheticals. I love that. You know what the,
1: the you know what the reality is right now? We're still losing 1-0 in we the are. Kings Oilers. So
2: Yeah. Can I we get, can, really we get the, need... can we get Quentin Flowers to go play for the Edmonton Oilers? Maybe he'll oh. score
1: some goals oh, here. God, we got lucky. Just went off the uh
2: By the way, Phoenix is up eleven.
1: Yeah, I'm not worried about that game.
2: You're gonna lose a cigar. I have money
1: to I don't care about a cigar. I have real money on Edmonton.
2: We well, have you have real money on Dallas to win this too. Yeah, series, I got another too.
1: game to get that right. Yeah, that ain't happening. Yeah.
2: 61-50 uh, to 50 right now, Phoenix. Man, by the way, at the end of that half, Phoenix was, had a shot off the rim for me to get the first half cover Yeah, covered. that was unfortunate. But you uh, also
1: got very lucky on the other end. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because Dallas missed the layup. I had no and bi- a putback.
2: I had no business even having a shot to cover yeah. that first half. So, I, I had, you take a loss. Uh, it was unfortunate. It would have been a very fortunate cover. But uh, Phoenix has come out running here in the second half. 12-4 outscoring Dallas, and uh, they lead 61-50. Devin Booker now with 24 uh, in that in this game. Uh, DeAndre 8-12, eight boards, and uh, Chris Paul with six assists. Four points, six assists for Chris Paul. So getting close to his over-under on assists, but not there on points. So we'll see if he can uh, start to take the game over a little bit. Luca is sitting at 20 right now uh, in this game, 11 from Jalen Brunson. St. Louis and Minnesota just got tied up. Yeah, I saw that.
1: I like St. Louis and Minnesota. I didn't bet it. I think it's a 50-50 game, but I'm I'm convinced that uh, Edmonton and King switch uniforms. (laughs) And the Oilers players have on King. It's got to be what's happening, because I don't know what Edmonton's offensive approach is to this game, but it's non-existent right now. Like They have some of the most talented offensive players in the world, and I'm pulling it up right now. As we sit, they have five shots on goal. Ugh. And how much time is left Eight, in the second period? 18 minutes. We, we just started the second period. They have five shots on goal. The Kings have 18. Like, I don't know what Edmonton's doing tonight, but they need to get to get it together.
2: And there's a reason why right now at DraftKings, they are the favorite to win this game. One to nothing, L.A. leading Edmonton. Phoenix has uh, stretched out their lead to start. The second half, they lead by 11 over the Dallas Mavericks and St. Louis and Minnesota even up at two goals. We got a goal?
1: Yes, we did. 1-1, baby. See? There we go. See? We were, we were yelling at each Asking, other. Asking you shall receive. And now it
2: all brings it together. Yes. When you have a bet yes. on the same Ask Asking and you shall receive. Tied up, baby. that away, Oilers. It's the Nightcap here on Visa. This is the Nightcap
0: on The Sports Betting Network.
2: Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total. Cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Woo! Woo! Feel a little better.
1: Like, yeah, more, like
2: I, more goals. I but. just
1: like the flow of the game now. Like Edmonton is an offensive team that has defensive deficiencies. Like, I want them free-flowing, free-skating, just like they're doing now. Oh, Oh, I just missed it. There we go. See, I'm okay with this. I'm okay. This mad scramble kind of game that's played in front of the Kings net, this is what Edmonton is.
2: Uh, One-to-one is our score. 14 minutes to go. Kings and Oilers, both Sean and I, Riding with the Oilers in the uh, Wayne Gretzky Bowl, uh, I have uh, I have Edmonton puck line and three-way money line. Sean is uh, just rolling the puck line, right?
1: Yeah, I got him on the money line and the puck line. Okay, yeah, got both too. Yeah, I have both.
2: Uh, so we got that happening. Two to two after two periods. Well, for St. me to Louis make my contribution to the
1: local church house, I need the puck line. <laughs> the local church. <laughs> Hey, man, you got to give back. Yeah, uh, I'm Fe- a man of the people, though.
2: Phoenix right now up 11, make it a Baker's Dozen. 63 to 50, it's been a good start to the second half here for the Phoenix Suns. 12-0 run for the Phoenix Suns. So I'm liking it. Mm-hmm. Start off our new cigar bets with uh, hopefully a victory for your boy here. Um, yesterday we did, in, uh, in honor of, Your favorite horse, the 21 horse, Rich Strike.
1: (laughs) Get out of dog.
2: We did long shots in the Heisman race. Today, Sean, let's take a look at the MVP race. Some long shots that eh, maybe can make some sense. So let's take a look at what DraftKings has. Uh, I will say this. This this list we're showing you doesn't include Jonathan Taylor because he's 50-1 to at DraftKings, but... If you like Jonathan Taylor to become the first running back since Adrian Peterson in 2012 to win the MVP of the NFL, find him at 80-1 to 1 here in Las Vegas. I just, Sean, I still have a hard time envisioning a running back winning the MVP in this league now. It is just, it's become a quarterback league. Jonathan Taylor had a phenomenal year last year. Now, he wasn't Adrian Peterson. But I think like what was it two years ago? Derrick Henry ran for over two thousand yards, didn't even get a sniff for MVP. Right. So I just to me it's a long shot. Like you with Texas, do I think it will happen? No. But at hundred to one, with the talent, the way that you looked at it, yeah, maybe it's worth a flyer. Maybe they upset Alabama. I don't know. But when you look at the MVP, Mac Jones, <laughs> better watch out for Bailey Zappi. Yeah, just saying uh, Mac Jones sixty to one. Jameis Winston, that's your guy. Yep. 80 to 1. Right. Got a couple ride receivers down there Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Ch- Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, as I think Sean would say, no shot. Jalen Waddell, Christian McCaffrey, both 100 to 1. Carson Wentz, 100 to 1. Garoppolo, 100 to 1. Tannehill, 100 to 1. Anything out here intrigue you? Make you say?
1: No. Huh. No. Huh. no. Nothing. <laughs> Because here's why. A lot of people, and justifiably so, feel like Brady should have won last year. Yeah. And the fact that Brady has basically announced this is his retirement tour because he's already signed a deal with Fox to go into the broadcast booth next year and make more money, or about the same money (laughs) that he's making now as the best quarterback in football. If he has anything close to Four thousand yards passing, upper thirties touchdown passes. He's gonna win the MVP.
2: By the way, Devin Booker was just I saw it lit up from behind.
1: Sometimes you gotta send a message.
2: Yeah, it's hey, we can't beat you. Hey, they so, did if it. Hey,
1: they they did it to Jordan. So if Jordan could deal with it, these guys could deal with it.
2: You're comparing the Dallas Mavericks and Dorian Finney-Smith to Bill. No, Lambeer I'm saying the,
1: the rules that they had regarding the best player in the league about being physical and. You know, making him prove that he had the toughness mentally and physically to sit in there and still get it done. Hey, it's all right. These guys get bumped around a little bit.
2: Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Might have, make them tough. You so, might have sold it a little bit, too. Yeah, make them tough, you know. Uh, But it is, uh, it's is—it's getting away from your Mavs there. 67 But
1: do you 50. agree with me on the MVP? I mean, now that we know this is Brady's swan song. Is
2: it for sure? Yes.
1: He's already signed a deal with Fox.
2: Yeah, but they just said when he
1: retires. Yeah, you know what that's like. I mean.
2: If I were him, I wouldn't play this year. I'd be like, I'm getting how much money now? Guaranteed? Well, 37.5 a year? Back to my point. No, I hear you. Yeah. And this is what I said all last year, yeah. right? Because if he had just made it be known that last year, now it it ultimately wasn't, but I do think...
1: You know who finished starting in MVP voting last year? Uh, who? Cooper Cup. He's
2: think you could find him in some spots at 80 to one
1: but again none of it matters if Brady's healthy and throws for close to 4,000 or over 4,000 and mid to high 30s and touchdown passes it won't matter like that'll be like the frustrating part for having like but what if he gets hurt well then it's all on the table because Rodgers won't get it again I would- barn him winning the Super Bowl he won't win another MVP
2: well, it doesn't matter. The MVP's handed out before. No, the but Super Bowl.
1: I'm saying the following year after he won the Super Bowl, he'd have a chance. But barring that, he won't win another one.
2: So you're telling me right now? I tend to agree with you. Mm-hmm. But if with with that, with no Devonte Adams and they go 14 and three, Aaron Rodgers ain't winning it with nope. Christian Watson nope. and Randall
1: Cobb. Nope, because Christian Watson's a baller. He's a rookie. He's a baller. So you need to bet
2: him to win Rookie of the Year if you think he's that good.
1: Nah, I just don't trust Aaron. Like Aaron is moody. You mean
2: the four-time MVP? Yeah, him. Yeah,
1: him. One-time champion. Yeah, on some great Green Bay teams. I don't trust him and his mood swings because he would get mad at Christian Watson for let's just Edmonton say.
2: Scored. Did great. we score? Oh no, I thought we scored. What'd they call?
1: Hey, hey, come on, man, don't do that to well, me.
2: Well, they stopped playing. I yeah, just don't figured do that. they well, scored.
1: Sometimes, man, you find out before you speak, man. Especially as much as I got riding on this, get my hopes all up. So anyway. I just don't trust Rodgers, you know, early in the season. Let's just say uh, Christian misses a, 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 a blitz or something, and Rodgers throws it, and it's intercepted or something. Is he going to punish the kid for the next two weeks and, and not target him? You know, he's petty like that.
2: Christian Watson, by the way, eight to one to win Offensive Rookie of the Year.
1: Makes sense. I mean, where he was drafted, the position of need, you know, them having not having Devontae, he's going to play. You know who I wouldn't bet to win uh, MVP as a long shot? Who? Tua. <laughs>
2: they just put out a video <laughs> on social media uh. of him and they were like, Tua to Tyreek. <laughs> they they do the slow mo. Give them people a break. I got to do the lefty and it's just, it's just wobbling duck
1: they with no the, defense. Can hey,
2: hey, hey. you, you see Tyreek Hill stopping? I'm like,
1: Come on. Man, no people trying to get their season tickets. sales There's going. no
2: practice. You're telling me that there's not a video of Tyreek Hill catching a ball beautifully in stride. They put out a video on social media of Tyreek Hill. What's the knock on Tua? He can't throw the deep ball. And they put out with no defense Tyreek Hill having to slow up to catch a ball. In OTAs or whatever.
1: Yeah, that was almost tragic it's in the bad. Kings game. Bad. By the way, you were talking about Tyreek It was almost travesty in the Kings game. I, I, oh, my God. The goalie, like, sat down and never got back up. And the Kings guy missed the wide open net. We got extremely lucky just now.
2: Uh, it's 68 to 50, Sean.
1: Having said that, who was the, uh, the backup in Miami? It was Brissette. Oh, the Kings have scored. I knew it was going to happen. Uh. I mean, they're pepper spraying the goalie, so good
2: Lord. eventually
1: something was going to get in. He's not that good.
2: The uh, backup is uh, Teddy. It's your guy. Teddy, yeah, Teddy,
1: Teddy probably playing by week six.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't say cigar bet, but I tend to agree with you on that yeah. one. So They drafted uh, Kansas City's own, uh, Kansas State's Skyler Thompson in the seventh round. Yeah. That was an interesting. Is... Didn't think he was a, a draftable Come quarterback. On,
1: Edmonton, what are y'all doing? Jeez.
2: When you look at Miami's offense, real quick, as we go on a little tangent here, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Mike Gesicki, Edmonds. They just signed Sony Michelle. They have Raheem Mostert. They got some pretty big bodies on that offensive line. I mean, it's last year was if to a but. It feels like even more. It's so. It's still
1: if to. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: still if to. Fired their coach, bringing an offensive mind of Mike McDaniel.
1: By the way, he, he's got—he's—he's he's the flyest. Like from a dress, dress, his, his his dress game is dope. Is he? Yeah. Sharp dresser. Yeah. Mr. McDaniel there. Yeah. Like just the way he puts his little outfits together for practice. Yeah. He on one.
2: Hey, uh, Edmonton, you can't win if you're Jeez. trailing. Yeah. That—that is—I uh, think that's a factual statement there. To
1: ruin my night. Phoenix
2: up 14, and uh, Edmonton losing. It's not good. It's a nightcap here on Visa.
0: This is the Nightcap on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network.
2: The Veasan Spring Special is here. For only fifty-nine bucks, you get everything Veasan has to offer now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vsin.com Subscribers will have access to all of it. That includes Adam Burks, Daily MLB Best Bets, Jonathan Von Tobel, who will have his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice as well. We'll also have plenty of NFL preseason coverage, not to mention our continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full v experience, which features daily best bet emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want, the cost is only 59 bucks. Be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, v slash spring.
1: And they just had a wide-open chance right in front of the net
2: and blew it. Uh, Phoenix is up by 22 right now 80 to 58 they have outscored dallas 31 to 12 in this third quarter Uh, we will talk more nba top of the hour uh gentleman i mentioned in that read jonathan von tober at bed
0: 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field
3: Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Our senior NBA analyst, he will join us at the top of the hour. We'll get his thoughts uh, on what we've seen so far today. Look ahead to tomorrow's games as well. Big picture stuff, uh, all of that. With JVT coming up in uh, in just a little bit, as the Suns uh, lead by 22. Yeah, Sean, uh, I don't know what's going on with the Oilers tonight. They're this- getting
1: outshot at home by the L.A. Kings, 21 to 10 right now. Like I just, I don't get this.
2: That that's that's not what we want, right? Yeah,
1: no, no, I don't like the whole Florida game. Don't make any sense to me. It, it's this is truly baffling.
2: I agree. I don't know What what is going on right now? with this, uh, with the Oilers situation. So, um, the other hockey game just started the third period, Blues and Wild, that game tied at 2-2, game uh, two, two, excuse me. And the series is also uh, tied at 2-2. Two, two. Do we have another no-hitter going on right now?
1: I think it's something similar to that in the Angels game. I think there's an error. Well, it's still a no-hitter. It's just not
2: a perfect game. Right. Um, Let's take a look. We got the game on in studio. Your Rays are getting smashed. Yeah, no hits through seven.
1: That's all right. Still got um, six outs.
2: So we had Justin Verlander. He took a no-hitter into the eighth inning. Reed Detmers for the Angels has taken a no-no into the eighth inning. Angels leading eight to nothing. End of the third quarter in the Valley of the Sun, and it is all Phoenix as they lead uh eighty to sixty heading into the fourth quarter. Eighty two to sixty, short changed. So up twenty two. So I feel pretty good about my cigar bet with you. About what? Uh the Suns are gonna win.
1: Yeah. I just wanted you to get a little win.
2: <laughs> Thanks. I have I have six too. Uh do we get another goal? Yeah. Yeah, we're in it's trouble. Over.
1: They're gonna lose outright.
2: We're in trouble. Well. Wow. Well, Pucks or Damas. Yeah. I had a nice little run here in hockey. I probably should have quit when the getting was good. I got a little, got a little ahead of my skis here. You know, I got my. Last night I got the. Uh, Saint Louis got score, the abs the to uh, to sweep, and okay, now... I'm gonna go
1: ahead and give you a check mark on the uh, Suns. Oh, thank you. Mavs. Is it a fourth quarter?
2: Yeah, 82 to
1: 60. How much time?
2: Uh, it's a full quarter.
1: Oh no 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 no! I won't do that. It's plenty of time. Yeah. Brunson heats up. A double down. Nope. What is the NBA? Remember what I told you, four minutes.
2: I give you. I'll give you four points.
1: No, nah, four minutes. Six minutes. Four minutes Six left points. in the fourth. Nope. Eight points. I'm so disgusted about this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even understand.
2: Um, all right. Well, while your disgust oozes, uh, there's been just it uh, has been some buzz, buzz circulating the the, the web, the the interwebs. Uh, Opening night by process of elimination. Mm -hmm. um, We were talking about it on Friday night. Uh, Opening night for the NFL. We know it will be the Rams at home. So that narrows the field down to eight or nine. I forget how many. They're playing the Broncos at home on Christmas. Right. Removes that possibility. The Cowboys opened last year, so it's not going to be them. Uh, There's some real belief that the opener, Sean, Will indeed be Bills, Rams, to start the NFL season.
1: And they'll have to be in LA because the Rams are exactly. the reigning champs.
2: Yeah, so you, we know all the
1: opponents. That's prime time. That's box office. That's that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. I'm okay with that.
2: If I made you bet right now, I don't know what the spread would probably be. What, like two, three in favor? I take Buffalo. Actually, Buffalo might be a road favorite. Man. Yeah, I don't no. think I don't
1: think they'll be a road favorite. And by the way, St. Louis just scored again. I don't think they'll be a road favorite.
2: Right, well, hold on, hold on. Shot. I I got Aaron. You know, violently looked like his head was going to pop off. The current line for Broncos Rams minus two and a half in L. A. is right. two and a half. Right.
1: The Bills are better than the Broncos. Yeah, but they're not going to open the season with the defending champs as underdog at home.
2: I mean, I I, I agree, but in it it's going to be less than
1: two and a half. I like Buffalo to win the game. I think it'll mean more to Buffalo than it will the Rams.
2: I think it'll be one. It might be a pick because if that game's in Buffalo, Buffalo's at least a field goal favorite. Mm. Buffalo is the right now. Buffalo has the best odds to win the Super Bowl. So I'm not saying they are the best team, but based off of current odds in the market. They have the shortest odds. So they're not that far removed. But once again, looking at those, you've got the Broncos 16-1. to Now, a lot of that has to do with the division that they play in too. But I think there's a chance this is a pick. I would say Rams maybe one, one and a half. That would be my guess. Yeah. Based off of what we've seen now from DraftKings in this initial one. So that is a rumor out there. Another rumor, Sean. This will not be a spread less than a field goal. How excited? Level of excitement. Zero to the awesomest game of all time. Week one. Chiefs.
1: Texas. Why are you playing with me? <laughs> that's the rumor. It's the oh, I, I, hope, I hope that's what it is. Yeah. I, can't, no, I'm, I'm dead I serious. can't wait to see if I did run by Stingley. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see uh, Valdez run by Stingley. Now you oh, got to
2: factor in. This will be at, uh, is it still NERG Stadium, NRG Stadium down there? I don't know what their sponsor is. Yeah, I'm not sure. So you got you to gotta factor that in. Doesn't matter. What's the number? 17?
1: Not week one. Nah, probably 11. 11. Somewhere between 9 and 11.
2: Oh, no. No, 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 no. Double digits, 100%. I think it's... It's. It's.
1: I'd take the Texans in that if it comes out high.
2: It'll be if that's in Kate indeed the, the 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 game. I think it opens two touchdowns.
1: Oh yeah, I take the Texans all day at home getting two touchdowns and the NFL. They have fans. Yeah, yeah, they got fans. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, do they do, Dude, are give they me, out, Are they outside NERG Stadium bro, handing out bro, like the
1: Texans hey, don't know they're not, they're not any good yet, so they're still. Of believing. course they do. No, they really don't. Look
2: at. Look at this; they have the lowest win. To... They know they... they covered
1: down the stretch last year. Don't forget that. I mean, if they had, their... I would take the Texans plus fourteen Look, we to the... open the season at home.
2: We took the Texans week one last year.
1: Because I personally think that the Kansas Jacksonville, City Jacksonville, has Jacksonville. like some kind of. I agree. I think the growing te- pains are going to go through. The Chiefs are or, just finding out how everybody fits. The Chiefs are going to be
2: lesser, but it'll be two touchdowns. If you would have told me
1: that, uh. The Edmonton Oilers were going to be down 3-1 in this game? Well, oh, I, would,
2: man. I wish you would have told me that because then I wouldn't have. I would edited. have
1: argued you down. I agreed with you. I listened Jeez. to
2: Puckstradamus, you know. I listen. See, sometimes, Sean, this is funny how it works. So I tell you James Harden's going to suck tonight. They're going to lose, and you don't listen. And then, you know, Miami wins by a gajillion. And I listen to you. I'm, a, I'm an astute listener. And I listen to Puckstradamus, and I roll with the Oilers. I'm a big boy. I thought the Oilers would come out and get it done. What is going on? Three-one, Sean. This is—it's
1: not the score that's baffling to
2: me. Oh, Reed Detmers. It's the fact that is going to the ninth, folks,
1: with a no-hitter. They're getting outshot, twenty-three to twelve. Like that's the part I can't wrap my head around. Like they're not even getting offensive attempts. They got some of the best offensive players in the entire league.
2: Not great. Yeah, I want to cry. Uh, JVT's going to join us top of the hour. We'll get his thoughts.
1: Hope he's having a better night than me.
2: You know, here's the interesting thing, Sean. So when the Suns finish this out, they'll be up 3-2. I want to know what the odds are going to change back to. So right now, in the futures market, the Warriors are the favorites to win the championship. And I think a big reason has to do with the fact that they're up three games to one. John ja Moran is out. So there's no worry that they're going to be eliminated in this series. The Suns will go up 3-2. What will those odds shrink to when they win this game? That's what I'm curious about. That's Sean. I'm Tim. Hopefully, Sean will uh, get a hug during the break to cheer up a little bit. Also, JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, Beeson's senior NBA analyst, will join us. Top of the hour. Stick around.